Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis, and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Um, book lovers? Mm-hmm. I loved. Loved. I loved it so much. (laughs) That was so delightful. I love that she didn't, like, compromise who she was. I felt like it played on the, like, they used the tropes, but it was, like, almost opposite, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, it was, it totally, like, flipped them, Mm -hmm. and I love Charlie. I love Charlie, and I just love that it's, like, she can be a woman that doesn't want to have kids. Yes. And wants to live in the city. And wants to work. Like, it's... And then everyone supported I know. them in doing it. I was so excited about that. Yeah, as soon it's as... It's just a change yeah. like, of what you always read. Yeah, and as soon as her sister called her and was like, oh, there's a gift coming your way, I'm like, <gasps> Charlie's going to be there. But I thought it was going to be like a visit. Yeah. Not that he's moved back to New York City. I know. I was so excited. Um, I loved him. I, I loved Charlie. I loved it so much. That was such a delightful book. And yeah. then... There was one other. Oh, I thought you the older sister mm-hmm. moments in this book too. Yes. I was just like <laughs> trigger, trigger, trigger. Yeah, I felt that. Felt all of that. <laughs> so I think the combination of being like mm-hmm. type A professional older sisters. Yes, that really book hit home. really hit. <laughs> it was made for us. I know. Oh my goodness, that was delightful. But yeah, I liked it more than the people we meet on vacation. I did too. And then honestly, I think I even liked it more than Beach Read. I, I still have to read. You Beach haven't read. read that one yet. Mm-hmm. I, I think I liked it more than Beach Read. There, people I meet on vacation and Beach Read were pretty... Comparable. Comparable for mm-hmm. me. I think this one's definitely better. Yeah. So, I'm she's on an upward trajectory. I know. Keep it going. Keep, Keep it, it going, going, Emily Henry. Let's go. <laughs> um, but no, then I was like, I was like, I now need to consume mm-hmm. Book Lovers TikTok. Yes. And that was what I did <laughs> last night. Um, what book are you still reading? Uh, the Pan Am flight attendants one. Oh, it's one. really good. I just like, I've been so busy and and it's a slower read. It's a slower read, yeah, because it's not it's not like one consecutive story. It's like a bunch of different flight attendants mm-hmm. um, stories, kind of like conglomerated together. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's it's interesting, but it's I've got like a hundred pages left of it. So oh, you're nearly there. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I'm trying to squeeze in. I tried to squeeze in last night. Shady Hollow, which is the like. Um, like woodland creature oh, yeah. mystery because mm-hmm. I ended up for my monthly word challenge mm-hmm. just switching two months. I was gonna say I need to switch them because I did not <laughs> read my yeah, my big. May one. <laughs> no, um, one of the later months is like light dark, mm-hmm. and I was like shady hollow. Perfect. Um, but I didn't finish it. I have like fifty pages left. And ah. I'm like by one day, it's mm. fine. I'll do it today. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, do you watch? You don't watch Star Wars. Mm-mm. Never mind. I know the new like series Obi-Wan came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Stranger Things? No. Why don't you watch either of these things? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't like scary things. And Stranger Things like creeped me out at first. So I was like, nope, we're not watching this. Stranger Things is creepy. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi is just like. But isn't what's his face in it? 
old Ewan man. McGregor. Yeah. Oh, I'm... he's old now. <laughs> he's old now. No. No. He's probably like 60. No, he's not. Yes. Absolutely not. No way, Jose. If he is, he is the sexiest <laughs> 60-year-old man. Ewan McGregor is 50. Okay. Okay. But he, like, literally, like, I'm not... I'm he, not he didn't look bad, but he just, he looks older. He looks so effing handsome. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, like, I had the biggest crush on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to, too, like, way back when. Hugest crush between Star Wars and Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. and big and all the other things he does. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. And so seeing him in Kenobi, I was just like, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, if I'm staring at his face very closely, I see the wrinkles. But, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't care. No, I, it's not bad. I'm just saying, like, he's he's definitely <laughs> I older now. When you said old man. When you're 50 years old, Sarah, <laughs> I'll be sure to call you old woman. Please do. Left and right. Please do. Just and be like, remember that day when you said this was old? Yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Kind of like how our parents, they're like, you remember when you said 30 was old? I know. And I'm like, yes, I do. And I'm old. <laughs> I feel old. I, um... I bent down for something the other day, mm-hmm. and this could be partially pregnancy, but my knees, I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, mm. did my knees just give out? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's fine. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. It is season five. Season five. Five seasons. I know. Last Akatar season. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. We got to figure out what we're doing next. I mean, we we kind of already know what we're we doing know. next. But, but like, it's crazy that Akatar is going to be done after this season. I know. Until, I don't know, whenever book six decides to get released. Yes. Seven years we'll from re- now, whatever. We'll read <laughs> seven years from now. <laughs> I feel like that's what it's going to be. But. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to it. Yes. When that does happen. Hopefully mm-hmm. not seven, seven years. years from now. Yes. Um. But yeah, this is season five mm-hmm. and it's gonna be 16 episodes yep um and we're really excited because Super this pumped. is nesta's perspective yes ah. and as you have followed along and listened you know that alex and i are not <laughs> nesta stands we haven't yeah. always been but we have obviously caitlin and andy are um <laughs> And so maybe this book will change our perspective. Because I feel like in Aquawar, our perspective's really changed about, yep. like, Nesta and Cassian, how much we like them, and just yep. her growth. I feel like reevaluating and rereading and, like, really analyzing, mm-hmm. I've been more thoughtful about Nesta's perspective. Yes. So. I feel like Frost and Starlight, we went back to hating her for a yes, little bit. very much. So we'll see how this unfolds. Yeah. But I also imagine that... Um, Andy and Caitlin mm-hmm. will make sure this season's Instagram is popping. Since yes. This is this is their girl. Their girl, their favorite. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if their um, bias I know. will show <laughs> in the Instagram posts that yeah. they make. And um, I'm curious, like, how many people are looking forward to this season more so than any other? Because I, mean, I, like, I don't know. People just love Nesta so yeah. much. So I don't know. I don't think she gets as much talking done like or as many people talk about her as yeah like all the other characters so well this book is relatively new right yeah. it was 2021 i think so something like that yeah 2020 or 2021 that came out it couldn't have been 2021 okay so like it is new which mm-hmm. may be partly why but i feel like there is like a nesta like 
following there is. ever since this book came out. Like, yeah. they, there were people before this book came out, but mm-hmm. it has exploded. For sure. According to my TikTok mm-hmm. <laughs> since this has come out. So yeah. we'll see how our perspectives shift. Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, we've been more thoughtful about her. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. But anywho. Um, did you have... I had two Fun. things that I okay. wanted to, two things I want to talk about. First, happy one year. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yes. So <laughs> I know it was like during our off week. Yes. So, um, but I just want to officially say we have now hit the one year mark. Yes, we have blown past it. Mm-hmm. We are official. Like, I think ha- having done this for a year, we mm-hmm. can say like this habit or if you will. <laughs> hobby. Hobby has stuck. Yes. So. I mean, I thought we were official when we decided to get microphones, which was like that's six true. weeks in. I was but this like, is just like the next level. Yes. Hitting like the year mark. just like solidifying. Yeah. Our dynasty. No, uh, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> So that was one. So thank you for coming along for a full yes. year. Um, and then other thing, I don't know if you've heard this. Oh. I've been told that <gasps> Mist and Fury is potentially going to be on the banned book list. <gasps> oh, that's right. Have you heard this? Yes. Someone messaged us on Instagram. Oh, really? About my this. sister-in-law told me this. She was, cause she's getting ready to read this series. And she was like, Hey, like, did you know that like, you might not be able to buy this book soon? I was like, what are you talking about? I thought it was just in Virginia. Like I, th- I thought oh, it was just know. one state, but I, maybe it's changed. I don't know. I hadn't like looked into it, but I was just like, what are you talking about? She's like, apparently Miss and Fury is going to be on the banned book list. I was like, what? Okay. First off, I don't know why. But if you're doing it because of smut, um, no, no, no. Uh-uh. That book should not be... Of all the, the smut, like... Mm. No. No. I, and I'm not trying to spoil <laughs> anything. But Silver Flames, way more so than Mist and Fury. Right! For smut-related Or mist. even just, like, any other... But, like, has anyone read... Um, oh, my gosh. The Armin Trout book. Why can't I think of the name right now? Oh, From Blood and Ash? From Blood and Ash. Yeah. There's smut in that. So much more smut in that series. Right. So I'm like, what is the reasoning behind this banned book thing? Like, I don't get it. It's just one book? How do you skip oh the second book in a series? Gosh. Like, no, no, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So live up. So it was – so in Virginia, mm-hmm. there were two books. It was a book called Gender Queer and then A Court of Mist and Fury. And apparently, la- like, end of May mm-hmm. – um, it said that there is cause to declare that these books are obscene for unrestricted viewing by minors. So is it just saying like it can't be listed as young adult, which I never thought these books should have well, been Well, Akatar is not adult. listed as young adult. Akatar is listed like if you go to Barnes and Noble, now it is. Akatar is listed in the um, fantasy section. I've seen some places or I've seen it posted before that it is. Oh, really? Or maybe it used to be in Young Adult and Barnes & Noble moved it to maybe. the adult. Maybe that's what it is. But, but apparently, okay, so a Virginia legislator is suing Barnes & Noble to block the book chain from selling those books to minors without parental consent. This is insane. It's crazy. And I'm like, okay, you have a TV show coming out. Like, no. I'm sorry. There is no way that that can pass. Like. No, of all the books. Of all 
the books. What probably happened is some legislator found out that their daughter read this, and then they got pissed, and so <laughs> they're trying they, to block it. As they do. As Good they do. I'm Lord. like, there is no way of all the books that this is the smuttiest and shouldn't be read by minors. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Okay, listen to this Barnes & Noble statement, though. It says that it carries thousands of books whose subject matter some may find offensive. We ask that our customers respect our responsibility to offer this breadth of reading materials and respect also that while they chose not to purchase many of these themselves, they may be of interest to others. Yeah. Yes. That's it's a bookstore. Choose what you want to read. When you remove these books from the shelf or you challenge them publicly in a community, what you're saying to any young person who identified with that narrative is you is sorry, is we don't want your story here. I mean, my thing is, if you put books on banned book lists, that makes people want to read them more. This is true. Because I remember, okay, way, way, way back when, shows you how old I am, when Harry Potter books were coming out. <laughs> right. Like, there was, the Christian community was making yeah. the biggest ordeal about them. And right. everybody wanted to read them more because they are like, wait, what's so bad about them? Right. So they want to read it to find out for themselves. So I'm like, if you are trying to take these down, you are literally just marketing them more. Right. Honestly, that's what it is. Also, just like what happened to like trusting parents to parent their children? Seriously. Is if you're choice? worried about minors reading something. Yeah. Like parent, parent your children. Control what they do. Like not control, but you know what I mean? Like monitor what they're doing and take appropriate action from there. Like, the idea that banning these books and these two books of all the books. Right. I just, people are stupid. Do people think, do they have brains? Do legislators have brains? Questionable. I just, I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. I, I can list 20 books that are smuttier than. I know. Mist and Fury. I agree. But yeah, so I heard that and I was like, what? that's in, it's just insane mm -hmm. yeah oh my goodness well but you know what it does it it makes me feel good because i'm like oh yeah mm -hmm. i read banned books I like know. <laughs> it makes me feel like a rebel so i'm like you want to ban it mm -hmm. sure fine we'll find a way in the underground to mm -hmm. read it we'll <laughs> we'll pass our mist and fury books along to each other like come on people mm -hmm. yeah Oh, so that was my big news. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is big news in the Akatar world. Mm -hmm. I wonder how that will impact the TV show, if at all. If at all, I don't know. You know, TBD on that. Yeah. So, but we'll see if it actually even goes through. So, I on I I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Mm -hmm. But it makes me wonder, like, what this person's motive is for doing it. I don't know. I don't know. Well. Oh. Anywho. Anywho. If you live in Virginia, call your legislators. Yeah. Let us know what's <laughs> up. Um, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. You're call supposed your to call your Yep. It's a great place to start for mm -hmm. us. And vote. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So this week is our first episode. Mm -hmm. And we are doing chapters one through three, which is not a lot, but they were very long chapters. Yes. And the title of this week's episode is... The Ultimatum. The Ultimatum. Mm. The, these chapters were as intense as that title is. It really was. Yeah. Um, okay. So should we dive in? Yeah. Um, so there was a couple pages, like, prequel before we 
went into everything mm-hmm. else. Yep. I didn't write a summary for it, but I figured we could start there. Yeah. Well, so I can give you some initial thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah. What are we your initial thoughts? <laughs> um, so we just get to look into kind of like what the heck it was like for Nesta when she went into the cauldron mm-hmm. and just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like I just, I definitely have a lot more sympathy for her after reading this. It sounds traumatizing. Yes. Which we, you know, intuited, Mm -hmm. but even more so hearing it. Yeah. Like this whole first section, um, Mm -hmm. just about like, um, let's see. So it says the black water nipping at her thrashing heels was freezing, not the bite of winter chill or even the burn of solid ice, but something colder, deeper, the cold of the gaps between stars, the cold of a world before light, the cold of hell, true hell. She realized as she bucked against the strong hands, trying to shove her into that cauldron. She's like, holy crap. I know. It's scary. And then, like, once she's in here, it's it's crazy. She says, she did not feel the cold as she sank into the sea that had no bottom, no horizon, no surface, but she felt the burning. Immortality was not a serene youth. It was fire. It was molten ore poured into her veins, boiling her human blood until it was nothing but steam, forging her brittle bones until they were fresh steel. And when she opened her mouth to scream, when the pain ripped the very her very self in two, there was no sound. There was nothing in this place but darkness and agony and power. Like that, that sounds horrible. Horrible. It made me think of because I love drawing conclusions to other things. <laughs> um, like Wolverine. Yeah. And oh how, my gosh, that's a perfect like right? comparison. For, like obviously, like, it's not like this deep pit, but right. like that process where he was being transformed. Mm-hmm. It made me think about that. That's a great comparison for sure. But that it was fire. It like a, it's like <laughs> I don't. It's like freezing, but fire. It's like this weird dichotomy. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense. Almost. It really does. And then, but I just, I love how even in this, yeah. and this I think is the Taurus in me, yeah. um, how just like ruthless Nesta is. She yeah. goes, they would pay all of them starting with this cauldron, starting now. Mm-hmm. She tore into the darkness with talons and teeth, rent and cleaved and shredded, and the dark eternity around her shuddered, bucked, thrashed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, epic, ruthless. I appreciate this energy so much i wish she approached life yes <laughs> with as much like internal fire mm-hmm. as she is yeah taking from the cauldron in this moment mm-hmm. so yeah yeah mm-hmm. anything else on this little intro um no i just i like i certainly understand why she wants to get revenge yeah it's kind of my overall impression after reading this absolutely mm-hmm. makes perfect sense yeah all right chapter one on a side note while i find the summary reading mm-hmm. doing my notes in a hardback book this time mm-hmm. felt very different yeah. than my like paperback book because it's like you're like oh you know you're just, like pushing around the pages yes. more it's so big too it's so big this book is so <laughs> big i still don't know how it turned out to be 16 episodes i don't like, understand it technically worked but like it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. I the, think it's just because the chapter lengths on some of these were so long that it's like we had to do so many 50-page ones. Yeah. And if we it had, just overall added up. Yeah, those 50, those extra 10 pages on like four episodes is a whole nother episode, you know? That's true. That so. would make sense. But even still, I know. I was like 16. Like, all right. All right. But I also, I had to take the, I hate taking the book cover off. I know. I do too. I hate it. So I'm like. But I have to. I can't. But otherwise, it's like flopping around all over the place. It's terrible. I'm trying to do this. First world problems, man. 
know. Um, okay, chapter one. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a yikes chapter for yes. me. So I said Cassian takes Nesta to the new estate for an unexpected intervention. Mm. What would you notice? So Nesta's like in a dark place. She just seems miserable and she seems like she wants to just wallow in that misery. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it that she doesn't want to drag anyone down with her. So she's trying to like cut them out of her life. But duh, like obviously like that doesn't work. Come it doesn't on. work. I'm like the people, that's, they'll still care about you even if you're trying to cut them out and you're just hurting them worse. I feel like yeah. this is obvious. We all know this. And yet, <sighs> and yet people do this anyways. It drives yeah. me crazy. But like people do this anyways all the time even when they know it. Like I know. You and I might pull this shit one day. And it's it's, so frustrating. It's so crazy how the brain can, like, know something Mm -hmm. and just, like, do the opposite. Yeah. You're like, I I think, is that the definition of depression? Like, maybe? I don't know. But it's, like, the idea of, like, your brain just knows. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know better. I know. Anyway. Mm -hmm. That was definitely, like, the frustrating thing in here is, like, you know, as it's, like, you know, Nesta's dropping things in these chapters where it's, like, you're seeing like what she's going through and what's happening in her brain. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Nesta, yeah. you know better. Mm-hmm. Why is this your thought process? Yep. Anyhow. So we start off and it's just, it's really interesting. It says, and here he was lowering his fist, balking. And I'm like, how is Cassian afraid of Nesta? Like he's getting ready to like try to knock on her door. And I'm like, you're balking and knocking at her door. Yeah. Crazy. But granted, like she was a total a-hole to him at the end of, Frost and Starlight, yeah. so I get why he wouldn't want to interact with her. And we kind of don't really know the length of time as this book starts out, like, since Frost and Starlight. Well, we have an idea because they talked about there was, like, a barge party at the end of summer. Right. So I'm assuming it's been at least it's a several nine months. months. Mm-hmm. No, I'm assuming at least nine. Like, if you go from winter to the end of oh, summer. Oh, true, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's at least, like, nine months. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember exactly when this gets brought up, but they haven't spoken a lick mm-hmm. since Solstice right. either. So it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nesta is just, you know, we kind of get an insight into what she's been up to, just being her stubborn self. She still lives in that, like, hole-in-the-wall, shitty mm-hmm. apartment that should probably be condemned at this point. <laughs> yes. Even though she has been offered a place multiple times at the townhouse, mm-hmm. which is empty mm-hmm. at this point. Like, she wouldn't even have to see Reese and Feyre. Yep. Because they have their sprawling new estate, which I we know. get to visit later. But she's even still, like, just refusing mm-hmm. to live there. And I I'm know. just like... Why? Why? You have no problem taking their money. Right, and living in a crappy apartment, so why wouldn't you just live in a nice townhouse i don't know it just the logic makes absolutely no sense to me i know but um i do so but cassian is still standing in front of this door and i do think it's funny that like once he finally knocks on the door and he starts to hear voices he basically takes a fighting stance just like intuitively Mm -hmm. and it's just like okay he's he's ready to go this morning let's see Mm -hmm. what nesta is like on the other side of the door yep and she's sassy. That's that's what she is. <laughs> no surprise. I mean, we knew that. Yeah. So um, she looks like she's had a bit of a rough night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cassian lets her know that Feyre wants her to come to the house. Mm-hmm. And Nesta's response, she says, which one? She has five. I'm like, girl. She's a little feisty. A little feisty. I'm like, for being so early, you are quick mm-hmm. on the draw there, girl. 
Um, Vanessa, like, she just looks rough. He says, yes. her beautiful face was pale, far thinner than it had been before the war with Highburn. Her lips bloodless and those eyes cold and sharp like a winter morning in the mountains. No joy, no laughter in any plane of it, of her. I'm just like, she sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, but, okay, wait. On the next page, though, mm-hmm. he, it says something along the lines, of, okay, here it is. It says, he took the invitation invitation to survey her long bare legs an elegant sweep of hips tapered waist too damn thin and full inviting breasts that were at odds with the new sharp angles of her body i just want to call out lies Mm -hmm. that is the first place you lose weight you lose weight it is so true if she is a (laughs) maybe high fay are special and they don't lose their boobs when they lose weight i'm sorry no I read that too and I thought the exact same thing. I was like, wait, how did her boobs stay so great when like the rest of her is losing I, weight? I understand we're in a fantasy world, right. but that is just too far. Yeah. It's too far. <laughs> totally unrealistic. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um we like you mentioned the barge party as yes. kind of um how long it's been, but also we kind of learned that Nessa did something to piss off Amron. Yeah. Like, super at that bad barge party. at the barge party. It says she was nearly shaking with rage and disgust. And I'm like, what did you say to Amron yeah. that she's that pissed off? Amron was super chill with you being a bitch to everybody. So, right. so like, what, what did you do? I don't know. So, that, I was curious about that. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah. So he kind of like leaves Nesta to get herself together. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go and pick up some breakfast mm-hmm. for her while he waits. Yeah. So uh, Nesta's like getting ready. And she's like thinking to herself about like this guy, this random dude that's in yes. her apartment, whatever. And he's, like, very fearful because he just saw Cassian. Mm-hmm. So then she's thinking, like, what would his fear smell like if he learned she'd used him, slept with him, to keep herself at bay, to settle that writhing darkness that had simmered inside her from the moment she'd emerged from the cauldron? Sex, music, and drink she'd learned this past year, all of it helped. Not entirely, but it kept the power from boiling over, even if she could still still feel it streaming through her blood, coiled tight around her bones. What is she talking about? Like, what yeah. is this darkness that, like, he would have to fear? I don't and that know. she's, like, it's, like, writhing in her and she, like, can't keep it at bay. I'm like, what are you talking about? I think it's the power, right? Yeah. That we got, we caught glimpses of mm-hmm. in Aqua War. But, yeah. you know, going all, like, flashing back to, like, Reese, <clears throat> when he talked about, you know, Feyre needing to learn to use her powers or it would drive her insane. Yeah. Like, I wonder if um, Nesta here mm-hmm. really just shoving down those powers is, like, causing a little bit of... Crazy. Crazy. It's totally her. possible. And, like, that's what she's trying to, like, mm-hmm. battle and keep at bay with... Maybe. All of this stuff. Yeah. But I totally empathize in this way, too, because it's, like, sometimes it's just easier to do things that help you forget about it Mm -hmm. you know like i remember at like the beginning of the pandemic i started having like a glass of wine every night Mm -hmm. and then it became two glasses of wine and then i was like you need to stop drinking two (laughs) glasses of wine every single night this is ultimately not helping you Mm -hmm. and it's it's hard when you're super deep in that's a very simple example right but like when you're that deep in something Mm -hmm. and you have those pleasures that just like take you away from it for a moment it's mm-hmm. hard to not do them yeah for sure so um, let's see so we find out 
uh, part of the reason why Cassian is there is because Nesta signed a huge bill from last night to Farah and Reese's bank account. Yeah. I was like, not, not good. Again, it's this weird dichotomy of her wanting to be like, I'm not part of your life. Right. But I'm going to take your money. I don't know. She's such a dick like to them. <laughs> she really is. Like, that's such a dick move. It really is. Um, so she's kind of cleaning herself up and she gets into the bath, which. Yeah. Which we know from mm-hmm. what last book? Aquawar. I think Aquawar. it was Aquawar. Yeah, Aquawar. That she's terrified of bathtubs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, she said it had taken her months of battling it, the body-tensing panic that made her very bones tremble to be submerged. But she'd forced herself to face it down, had learned to sit in the icy water, nauseated and shaking, teeth gritted, had refused to move until her body recognized that she was in a tub and not the cauldron, that she was in her apartment and not the stone castle across the sea, that she was alive, immortal, even though her father was not. And I'm just like, I mean, immersion therapy is a thing. Yeah. So good on her for I was kind of impressed I'm like tackling this you conquered your fear that's huge but I was like why can't you conquer everything else (laughs) baby steps Sarah baby steps I know Um, but this kind of like sends her into a little bit of a mental spiral about her father and it just was so sad so sad it's like his last moments and she said like how the man had never fought for his children not until the end when he had come to save them to save the humans and the fae yes but most of all his daughters her a grand stupid waste she had hated her father hated him deeply and yet he had loved her for some inexplicable reason not enough to try to spare them from poverty or keep them from starving but somehow it had been enough for him to raise an army on the continent to sail a ship named for her into battle she still she had still hated her father in those last moments and then his neck had cracked and his eyes not full of fear as he died but of that foolish love for her that was what had lingered, the look in his eyes, the resentment in her heart as he died for her. It had festered, gnawing at her like the deep power she buried, running rampant through her head until no icy baths could numb it away. That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, like, we talked about how, like, beautiful that moment was in terms of, like, their father's redemption. Mm-hmm. But, like, they never got to talk about it. No. Like, Nesta never got to clear the air about how she had acted Mm -hmm. he never got to really truly clear the air about how he acted and so all of that is still like lingering and like like you should still hate your father because yeah he okay he did one good deed does that make up for everything right but she's punishing herself for Mm -hmm. in that moment all he had was love for her right and she just felt that resentment even Mm -hmm. though she was clearly moved by what he did that day right so i just I feel bad. Like, it's so hard when things are left unsaid mm-hmm. when someone dies. Yeah. You know, like, that is, you can't change that. You can't speak to them and mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. And it's like, she couldn't save him. And I think that's what she regrets kind of the most. Yeah. Um, well, she's convinced herself that she sh- she could have. Right. If she maybe had, like, loved him more or had right. done something better. Which... It's like, no, you can't play the what if game. Like, yeah. there's no going back. There, there, You would not have been able to save him. You tried. You tried to start talking to him. Yep. And he just snapped his neck. Like, so you really could not have done anything. No, the King of Highburn was, like, acting crazy. Yeah, he like, was going to do what he was going to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not on you. Yeah. So it, it, it sucks thinking that it's all her fault but i'm like you have to see logic in this and you're not i Sarah, know not all of us I are know. logical like you <laughs> some of us just go deep into our feels and can't get out 
Um, let's see. So we find out that after the war with Highburn, Rhysand keeps offering her jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't want them. She thinks that they are pity offerings, which again, you're taking his money. Is right. that not pity also? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's interesting, her perspective on Reese in this moment, because she says she'd never told him that the reasons he hated her, Reese hated her, mm-hmm. uh, were the same reasons, <clears throat> sorry, she never told him that the reasons he hated her were the same reasons she lived here. Took cold baths some days, forgot to eat on others, couldn't stand the crack and snap of a fireplace, and drowned herself in wine and music and pleasure each night. Every damning thing, I can't speak. Every damning thing Rhysian thought about her was true, and she'd known it long before he had ever shadowed her doorstep. So, like, I mean, we were shitting on Reese about a little bit on how he was talking to Nesta. Because it was like, well, if you forgive Elaine, you kind of need to, like, forgive Nesta for that. But Nesta's like, no, I understand why he hates me, and I think he's correct. Yeah. Which is interesting. Because mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't take that perspective No, <laughs> someone you, hates them. And if you know that, like, he hates you because of these things, and you hate yourself because of these, these things, wouldn't you, I don't know, attempt to make up for it? Or attempt to change? That's just my thought. I don't know. I mean... I don't know. We have a whole book to figure this we have out. a whole book. <laughs> this we are 16 pages in (laughs) yeah um so we find out that it's been like 14 months since the war Mm -hmm. so now we have a time frame (laughs) yes um but there's been no mention of the queen that became immortal and turned old during this whole time so it's kind of like what's going on Mm -hmm. bum 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 i know um let's see so cassian gets back Mm -hmm. and the two of them head out to their the new riverfront house i know it's so exciting so exciting it sounds beautiful it's more like an estate (laughs) yes truly but why not like if you can build a house of your dreams with all the rooms you want for all of your friends and family why not i mean if only i know if only oh my goodness um let's see anything you want to call out on here yeah so like I love that Feyre got Valaris artisans to mm. kind of like make the chandeliers and yeah. make the furniture. Like I thought that was so cool to just, I was like, we're supporting small business. <laughs> and I just really like that. It's mm-hmm. just, I feel like it makes the house cozier. Yeah. And I think that was, I don't remember where it was said, but they like, it mentioned that like, despite it being so big and grand, yeah. it felt I, cozy. I think Nesta was pissed about that. She's she like, I hate that it's so like, <laughs> big grand and perfect and yet Mm -hmm. it feels like cozy and homey yeah something to that effect well and she also talks about how there are like portraits and depictions Mm -hmm. all over that pharaoh painted that pharaoh painted but there were none of nesta quote naturally and i'm like whose fault is that nesta like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be mad at her for not having a portrait of you when like you won't give her two minutes of your time to maybe stand for a portrait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's like she comes upon one of Elaine and her dad, and she's like, that's how it had been after all. Elaine and Farrah doted on by their father, Nesta prized and trained by their mother. She's like, there's none of her mom in there. And I was like, um, I'm sorry. Who was a total biatch to their dad? You. Like, yeah. obviously he's not going to dote on you like he would right. Elaine. And I'm sorry, he did not dote on Farrah. He came <laughs> no. to rely on Farrah. Like, no, that's not doting. Yeah, we definitely need need a few minor perspective shifts yes. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Amarin, Reese, and Feyre are all in this room mm-hmm. when they get there. Yep. And Nesta does say that um, <clears throat> so much had changed between her and the female being Amarin. 
And she says, Nesta had seen to that, the destruction. She didn't let herself think about that argument at the end of summer party on the river barge or the silence between herself and Amron since then. No more visits to Amron's apartment. No more chats over jigsaw puzzles. Certainly no more lessons in magic. She'd made sure of that last part, too. I'm like, why? No idea. Why? We're, we're in, like, peacetime now. Like, why? I don't know. It sounds like you had a nice, like, thing going with her. Why did you destroy it? Like, what's Why'd going on? Why do you need on? to make sure of it? So, anyways, so they basically are, they start talking to Nesta, and she's like, am I here to be, like, scolded, mm-hmm. basically? And Fair's like, no, like, this is this is a discussion. Um, yes. But she's being reprimanded, basically, because she spent all, she spent, like, 500 marks, like, gold marks on Yay. this expensive dinner, drinks, all these things last night. Um and it's just ridiculous. Like, yes. this night of revelry. And Nessa just goes to leave, basically, because she's like, I don't want to be scolded. Yeah. But Reese snarls at her to sit down. She said the raw command in that voice, the utter dominance and power. Nesta froze, fighting it, hating that fey part of her that bowed to such things. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I just, like, feel, like, the hatred seething off of her, like, towards Reese in that moment. But I think it's so interesting, too, that I wonder, like, is there an innate thing within Faye that, like, caused them to obey High Lords? Like, maybe There not, must be. There has to be some kind of, like... Yeah, because she's, like, her body's, like, reacting to it. Like, yes. he knows it's a High Lord. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's so interesting. Like, I, I appreciated this exchange where he says, you're going to stay and you're going to listen. And she goes, you're not my high lord. You don't give me orders. And he says, you want to go head to head, Nesta Archeron? We've got plenty of space out there for a brawl. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I'm like blind seeing that. I know. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, she needs to be kicked in the butt a few times. She does. Like, come on. Yeah. But she's like terrified. She's like barely holding her knees up. And so yeah. it's like when she finally. I don't know if she's actually terrified. I feel like it's her body, like her body's. Ter- yeah, I don't yeah. know if like Nesta herself is, but her body is just like. Yeah, cringing. Nesta doesn't give a shit. No. <laughs> and it's like relief when she fair is like sit down, like yes. like let's talk kind of thing. Well, and I do think that this is um good. Is Feyre? She's not taking mm-hmm. Nesta's side in here, but right. she is defending her in a way. She's yep. saying Reese like that's enough i told you to keep out of it you either like you either leave or you stay and you keep your mouth shut yeah and so i appreciate her in like terms of like jurisdiction or whatever Mm -hmm. being like this is my sister this is i'm i am the person in charge here of this discussion yeah you need to chill and i just i feel like in better times Mm -hmm. nesta will appreciate those boundaries yeah i would i would think so in theory but I did find it interesting that Favor's apologizing to Nesta. Mm-hmm. Um, she's saying that it's like partially her fault that things have gotten to where they are now. Yeah. Um, because she didn't step up and help Nesta. Yeah. She like, says, I'll take the blame. And I'm like, huh. interesting. Huh. I was like, it's not your fault. Well, um, I wonder if it's like a therapy trick. Maybe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I could have done more. Right. I should have done this. I feel like it's a safe way to approach Nesta because you can't yes. just like, you like, bam 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 like yell at her kind of thing so it's like well maybe if i take it on me like it might be more receptive right because i'm the one who's at fault right not her Mm -hmm. um but i do think it's interesting she says to nesta at one point i understand how you're feeling 
and Nesta obviously says, you know nothing about how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And this reminded me back in Akawar. I remember it too. Where she did the same thing. And I'm like, Nest or Farah, did we not learn right. that Nesta does not respond no, not at to all. you saying you understand what's going on with her? Because mm-hmm. you can't because it's a unique experience. Right. So I was like, we didn't learn I from know. that experience. I I was Farrah's like, really? trying so hard, but. She lets that one slip. She does. Um, but basically Farrah tells Nesta, like, this is all over. Like, lifestyle, apartment, the behavior, like, all of it. It's done. Yep. Um, and she's going to be going with Cassian to train. Yep. So. Uh-oh. Interesting. That's where we leave off. <laughs> on chapter one. So let's move on to chapter two. The terms of the ultimatum are set. Yeah, I said the ultimatum is given, and really, it doesn't, there really is not two options on this one. I mean, no. It's kind of a one-sided ultimatum. It's a, it's a f- like, fraud of right. an ultimatum. Yeah. It's, she's going to go to the House of Wind, because you would never go to the human realm mm-hmm. as a fae. Like, it just doesn't make sense, so. Yep. So, Feyre lays it out. Essentially, she's going to move up to the House of Wind. Mm-hmm. She's going to train with Cassian at Windhaven in the mornings. And then after lunch, she's going to go work in the library mm-hmm. that's beneath the House of Wind. Yep. Um, she has, she can go where she wants, mm-hmm. you know, if she wants to leave the House of Wind. It's 10,000 steps to mm-hmm. get to the bottom <laughs> and back up. Yep. And, you know, free time is hers, but those are the two requirements. She's mm-hmm. going to train and work. Yep. Which I think are going to be good for her. I'm like, why can't that be my life? Like, why do I have to have a job? Like, can't I just train and work in the library? (laughs) Seriously, sometimes I, like, look at, like, celebrities or something, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do they look that good? And it's like, oh, their job is literally just to, like, take care of their bodies. Yeah. That's why. Mm -hmm. Because they get to train for four hours a day. Right. While I work Mm -hmm. a job. Um, But alas. Alas. Um, so I don't feel like it's that bad, but Nesta is just like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And this is when Amryn kind of jumps in, saying that like it's not up for negotiation. If she doesn't, they're dropping her off in the human lands, mm-hmm. which Faye, even though they're like working on that piece mm-hmm. and all of that between the two, are not liked or wanted there. Right. <laughs> so it would not be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But Nesta says, you can't do this. I'm not a member of this court. And Amron reminds her that she never resigned from her role, and apparently there is some, like, law law <laughs> that says that means she's still an official member of the court and mm-hmm. has to essentially shut up and listen. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, well, convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when Nessa's, like, kind of freaking out, uh, mm-hmm. we kind of learn that Reese has put up, like, a shield around Farah. Yes. He's trying to, he's, like, working on this truly impenetrable shield um, that Helion's kind of teaching him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a new thing, yes. I guess. Convenient, because it's protecting her from Nesta. I know. <laughs> Not that Nesta's done anything yet, but. Yeah, and it's, well, it's, like, really sad, because it's, like, I hate that Nesta has come so far that Cassian is, truly worried if Nesta's about to like explode her power yeah. on Farah. It's like the fact that he's genuinely concerned like she, like could she actually do this? Like yeah. that's it should never have come that far. Right. That he has to worry whether she's going to explode on her sister. Yeah, and honestly, I think if anything Nesta would almost explode accidentally and then mm-hmm. have deep regret afterwards for physically right. actually hurting her sister. Yeah. So but Cassian's also reflecting to earlier in the morning mm-hmm. when 
they this decision was basically made right um and it just it made me so sad so it said cassian had been eating an early breakfast with them this morning when reese had gotten the bill for nesta's night out when reese had read each item aloud bottles of rare wine exotic foods gambling debts favorite had stared at her plate until silent tears dripped into her scrambled eggs Cassian knew there had been previous conversations, fights about Nesta, about whether to give her time to heal herself, as they'd all believe would happen at first, or to step in. But as Pharaoh wept at the table, he knew it was a breaking of some sort. An acceptance of a hope failed. I know, it's just really sad that, like, Pharaoh is just trying so hard. I know. And trying to just give her space. But it's like, I mean, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, you can't, at yeah. what point, like, do you step in? And this was kind of it. Mm-hmm. so apparently like it seems like reese has had this plan made up for a while and yeah. he just like instantly goes into like this is what we're doing and just lays yeah. it out for as and cassian and amarin and amarin yeah because they want amarin to be the one to give her this ultimatum because they feel like she has the best connection with her even after whatever happened at the barge party yeah someone who had understood somehow what nesta was deep down yeah just it's just so sad that that friendship is broken mm-hmm um so let's see what else is happening nesta freaks out obviously um and she tells farrah like she has no right she says you dragged me into this mess this horrible place you are why i am like this why i am stuck here and nesta fights back like talking about not being able to like see elaine but then farrah explains that elaine already agreed to this and is like currently packing her things yeah and um she tells nesta that elaine knows how to contact you if she wishes to visit you at the house of wind She's free to do so. One of us will gladly take her up there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like even – it almost feels like even Elaine has, like, abandoned her in this moment. I can see why she's, like, feeling attacked on all sides. Yeah. Like, even though they're all doing this, like, for her and with mm-hmm. good intent, I can see why she's kind of, like, bucking against and, like, feeling very attacked. Yeah. But she also should be given this ultimatum or been given something. I've seen people talk about, like – oh, the inner circle has let more deal with her shit for, like, years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after less than a year, they're coming after Nesta. Mm-hmm. But I'm just also like, Nesta's being so destructive. Right. Like, m- more needs to deal with her things. Right. But she's not being destructive to those around her. Right. You she's know? not, like, spending somebody else's money. She's not yes. making her... Like, she's not embarrassing the High Lord and Lady. She's like, also not hurting herself. Right. I mean, emotionally, but, like... Physically. Physically, treating herself poorly, mm-hmm. so it's, like... It's definitely different. It's a very different situation. hmm And I also don't like that Nesta's blaming Farah for being dragged into this mess. Yeah. Like, like, yes, you were her sister, and that's probably why you got dropped in the cauldron, mm-hmm. but everything post-cauldron, all you, chick. Yeah. Like, well, you know what? Also, if Farah hadn't been out in the woods hunting, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened to begin with. Right. Maybe if you helped. Maybe if you had helped all the way back at the cabin, mm-hmm. this never would have happened. Right. Maybe it's not just her fault. I know. Or maybe we just can't play these games and place blame on people for things that life just brings upon It's you. out of their control. Exactly. Like, we can play, we can find a way to blame anybody. Oh, yeah. For what happened. Mm-hmm. So, anywho. Yeah, but then Farah says, or Nessa says she wants to talk to Farah alone, mm-hmm. um, so everybody else leaves the hall. Uh, but we find out that Amran made up that law, which I just <laughs> love. I love Amran. I know. I still love her. It's reminiscent of the 
neck well it was a ring yeah it was a ring that would protect Feyre in the prison mm-hmm. anyway oh necklace i think oh, it was a necklace yeah it was something like that mm-hmm. um so anywho let's see so Feyre and nesta are now having a conversation just the two of them mm-hmm. and elaine gets brought up again yeah and i think this is interesting she says she'd never explained to Feyre, had never found the words to explain why she'd put such distance between them all elaine had been stolen by the cauldron and saved by asriel and Feyre. Yet the terror still gripped Nesta, waking and asleep. The memory of how it had felt in those moments after hearing the cauldron's seductive call and realizing it had been for Elaine, not for her or Feyre. How it had felt to find Elaine's tent empty, to see that blue cloak discarded. Things had only gotten worse from there. And I'm just like, why would you not explain this to Feyre? Like, why aren't you talking? I'm like, if you say these things, it's going to make so much more sense and people are going to give you the space that you want. Or just like, they'll know how how to talk to you or mm-hmm. how to like help you yeah you know i don't know yeah. or they'll do a better job of helping you at least yeah um it just it just seems like she doesn't know where she belongs she feels yeah. like out of place in the human realm and now she feels out of place as a fairy yeah and i think it's interesting that she says she felt out of place in the human realm mm-hmm. i'm like you act at all high and mighty and you were loving life when you guys were rich. Like, yep. you just didn't know what to do when you were poor. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I also, like, think it's funny how when she first came into the house, right, she's pissed that she doesn't have, like, a presence in the art right. around it. Mm-hmm. But when Feyre tells her that she built a room for her in this house and mm-hmm. had asked her to help decorate it, her response is, why would I ever want to stay in this house? Mm-hmm. It's like, do you, do you want to be? like considered family nester or do you not i don't know she's she clearly doesn't know either because it's this is this back and forth and back and forth and she says um where she could see precisely how happy they were where none of them seemed remotely as decimated as she'd been by the war she'd come so close to being a part of it of that circle had held their hands as they stood together on the morning of the final battle and believed they might all make it then she'd learn precisely how mercilessly it might be ripped away. What the cost of hope and joy and love truly was. She never wanted to face it again. Why? Like, that's why. I see why. But like. She's one of those people that it's like afraid to love because somebody might hurt her. And it's like. That's life, honey. That's. Yeah. Are you just going to be miserable forever? Like, how unappealing is that? Yes. Well, and it's it's not just you being miserable. It's you making everyone else miserable with you. Yeah. So Sarah and I are trying very hard to be thoughtful about mm-hmm. Nesta, but like, it's like, I understand that perspective, but it's also, you see so many <laughs> other people do it and you're like, it's never worked. Like, it's just yes. a terrible idea and you're miserable. Everybody else is miserable. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It just like, it also pisses me off that Nesta is mad at Farah choosing to call the inner circle her family. Yes. It made me so mad. She's like, as if things had been so miserable with the Archeron family that Farah had needed to find a new one. Um, yeah, it was miserable for Farah. I'm sorry. She was out slaving away every day trying to yep. hunt. You guys were starving. Pretty miserable when nobody in the family is doing anything to help you. Yep. And like, you're not making a case for your family right now. Right. It's like, as I recall, Nesta wanted you to be married or Farah wanted you guys to be married off so that she could just sit at home and paint. Yeah. And like, just kind of take care of her and her dad. Yeah. So yeah, it sucked your family. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. There is, oh my God, on a side note, there's a new Harry Styles song out <laughs> called Matilda, and okay. there's a lyric in it where it's like, it's talking about like shitty families. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, maybe this is like a Feyre song. 
But um, it's talking about shitty families, mm-hmm. and there's a lyric that says, um, "You don't have to be sorry mm-hmm. for leaving and growing up," and yeah. like it's just, or you don't have to be sorry for like, oh god, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it's something about like, like creating a family. Mm-hmm of love or like whatever and i basically was just, like moving on like just you moving don't, on you, you don't have, have to be with your physical family no you can choose your family you can choose your family mm-hmm. if your family sucks and right now nesta you suck you suck mm-hmm. you are not being a good sister yeah you had moments of it but consistently you've let her down mm-hmm. and obviously that if you know she feels guilty about so many things right now right so like nesta doesn't need one more guilt-inducing thing, right. but you gotta. It's it's like it's like Tamlin too, where mm-hmm. in um, Frost and Starlight he was just like, "Will will she ever forgive me?" I'm like, "Start doing something, right? Like do make an something effort. to move on from it." Mm-hmm. Like, I think people ultimately want to move past these things and forgive, but yeah. like sometimes you got to make the first step if you're the one who's been effing up left and right, right? So. Yeah. We're not being very nice to Nesta in this episode. <laughs> well, my last little Nesta jibe. She says, yeah. everything in her life from the moment she was born had been controlled by other people. Things happened to her. Anytime she tried to exert control, she'd been thwarted at every turn. Mm. I'm sorry. That is just not accurate. <laughs> like, not at all. Yeah. Like, you choose to control what happens to you. Like, yes, I'm sorry. You were abducted by the King of Hybern. Out of your control. I get that. And shoved in the cauldron. Out of your control. Your family was lost to poverty. Out of your control. But did you try to make it better? Did you try to do anything in your situation to improve it? No. Nothing. Here's the thing. It's like with life, there's like a percentage of it that you just can't control. Right. But that's true for every human being. It was true for Feyre. Right. It's true for Nesta. It's true for Elaine. It's true for literally every person within the story. Mm -hmm. Have things happen in their life that they can't control. Right. But then it's like. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. everything else. You make your choices. You have control over. Yeah. So do that. I know. But no, she just moped and was angry. That was the control she had. Right. Like, come so, on. But yeah, that just irks me. Yeah. It's not taking responsibility. No, not at all. So let's see. Um... I do think that the oh okay so Farah's really finally like creating another like great boundary with Nesta that I mm-hmm. appreciate because um, Nesta's trying to like just bait Farah at this point mm-hmm. she says I never want to speak to you again and Farah says that's fine you can talk to Castian and the priestesses instead and Nesta realizes that there's no insulting her way out of this mm-hmm. and I'm it reminds me of I think it's like um, for people. I think I read this once for like families of like alcoholics or drug Mm -hmm. addicts or whatever, but there's a phrasing called like detach with love. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's that idea of like, you don't have to take the abuse from a person Mm -hmm. to show you love them. Yeah. You can be like, you've made your choices. Mm -hmm. You're do if this is how you want to behave, like, and you want to act this way, that's Mm -hmm. fine. I'm detaching. I'm not going to let this affect me. Right. I love you. But there's that detachment there. Yeah, because you don't want to bring yourself down. And there's no reason to. Right. So I just, I really appreciated this kind of back and forth of Nessa just clearly trying to attack and attack and antagonize Feyre. Mm-hmm. And I think Feyre's doing a really good job of that detachment with love. Yeah. In these moments. I agree. 
Um, but I did think it was sweet. So Nessa's like reflecting on how she went to her father's study after he was killed and got yeah. one of those little wooden carvings. Um, and I just like that. I was, I thought it was really sweet. It's like, it's just like a good memento kind of yeah. of him. Well, it's like Nesta cares. Yeah. We know Nesta cares. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why is it so hard for you to show that to other people? I don't know. Why do you, why does everyone need to see you as like a cold hearted bitch? I don't know. You know, we do know she, if yeah. she shows love to somebody, they're going to die and be yeah. like, no, I'm like, how often have you, Come You've on. been in war once. Like, I'm sorry. Why do you think everybody's going to get snatched away? Like, because your mom died of an illness. Your I'm mom sorry. died of an illness Not... and your dad died. Yeah. Has anyone else important in her life died? No. Or been taken? No. I mean, I guess Elaine for a hot second. But like. She was brought back. Like. You're fine. I know. A lot, people have suffered a lot more loss than you, honey. And mm-hmm. they're moving on just fine. But. But I appreciate that like Farah is understanding of why Nest is acting this way. Like, I yeah. feel like she understands. Mm-hmm. like that like what's going on basically and there's only one thing left to do yeah so she's trying so hard mm-hmm. i i think Feyre in this moment i think a lot of people when this book came out was were giving them shit for what i explained earlier mm-hmm. but i honestly think Feyre is being a good sister in this moment yeah i don't think you could act better like what do you want to just like have a screaming match like does that make you a better sister in this situation no, no it makes you worse so it's like just taking it and like passing it off as like nothing yeah. and just kind of being like indifferent, I feel like is the best way to handle it. Yeah. Cause it's like you're not indifferent, but you're coming off that way so that you're not just stirring up more bickering. Yeah. And and then you also just don't want to be an enabler right. either. Yeah. Like Feyre up to this point was enabling Nesta by giving her the money to do all the shit that she was doing. Right. So it's mm-hmm. I, honestly, I feel like Feyre's two options would have been to cut her off. Mm hmm. So she's destitute. Yeah. Or. Try to re- send her to rehab, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, I'm seeing a lot of parallels here between, mm-hmm. like, an alcoholic yeah. that's gone off the rails mm-hmm. and how they're handling this. So I think I think they're doing everything they can, and I think they're doing it right well. So yeah. if you disagree. Let us know. <laughs> let us know, but I don't care. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that was chapter two. Well, just the – so basically the last thing in the chapter. Okay, yeah. Um, Nesta leaves and she's thinking like there was nothing to bind them together Ugh. anymore. It just makes me sad. Like, no, like you and Farah are still sisters. Yet yeah. She's just trying to help you. Like there's still something binding you together. Yeah. So. Well, like I said, I think she can feel Farah doing that detaching a little bit. Right. And so she's sensing that and being like, there's nothing left between us. And it's like, no, no. Farah also just needs to protect herself a little bit too. Yeah. So anywho. Okay. Chapter three, mm-hmm. Cassian gets a promotion. Yep. And him and Nesta travel to the House of Wind. Would you notice? I just don't see this going well for Cassian. Like, no. <laughs> like, training Nesta and being a courtier, courtier mm-hmm. like, it's just the poor guy. These are not, it's not yeah. going to be fun these next few months for him. Yeah, I'm like, Reese, why, why are you making him do all the hard work right I know. now? <laughs> so, um... Vera and Nesta had been talking basically privately at this point. Mm-hmm. And so Cassian and Reese were off in um, Reese's study mm-hmm. having their own conversation. And Cassian is kind of just like thinking through some of like the painting that paintings that he's seeing. I love this. Yes. And so apparently he visited Farah's studio a few times to watch her paint. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like him and Farah have such 
a lovely like connection and relationship they do he said he was thinking like when he's looking at her paintings he said Cassian's high lady had a way of capturing the world that always made him pause her paintings unsettled him the truths she portrayed weren't always pleasant ones mm. but I just it gave him pause like, I yeah, love that I do too mm-hmm. and I think the you know early destitute Vera and mm-hmm. young destitute Cassian like they just get each other they do on a very deep level and so it's really cool how they're connecting through her art also mm-hmm. about that so I just really love that yeah because the painting so when he goes to see her painting she's painting like the self-portrait of when she was basically starving as a human yes. and so like they connect on that level yeah and it's really sweet he said he thought about the painting a great deal in the days afterwards how it made him feel how close they'd come to losing their high lady before they'd even met her mm. and it's like it's just sweet like he realizes how much depth there is to Feyre and it's like how much they don't know about her still mm-hmm. and he just appreciates that they now have the time to like truly learn everything about her yeah. I, just, I love Cassian and Feyre's relationship Cassian. I do too um okay so Reese and Cassian are talking about Nesta mm-hmm. um and I just think it's funny that Reese asks, like are you ready <laughs> it's like you know what you're setting him up to do. I know. Um, but we find out that he's done a really great job these last few months in getting the Illyrians back in order. Mm-hmm. So the issue we were worried about in Frost and Starlight, kind of not a thing anymore. Yeah, apparently the biggest troublemaker was killed in the blood right, which, which... good riddance. <laughs> um, but Cassian has just been doing like such a good job. Mm-hmm. And so Reese is like, maybe there's something more for you yeah basically like it was kind of a an audition a test whatever you want to call it for like a bigger role Mm -hmm. that he wants cassian to play yes um little quick thing reese admits that he's afraid of fair or afraid of nesta oh yes i was like what very surprised yeah i can't tell if he's being like fully sarcastic or not i think he's serious i i think he's pretty serious but then i'm also like sending one of your besties to deal with her is like rude right but who, who else are you gonna send like this is true um so let's see so reese and cassian are just kind of going back and forth a little bit about what his new assignment might be mm-hmm. and so apparently um as and reese have good reason to believe that the human queens are scheming again mm-hmm. and they need cassian to look into it yeah and so he's going to play courtier. So we'll see how that goes. It's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I just, I personally would be like, that's enough slices for yeah. now. Like, I don't need two jobs. No. New jobs at this moment. But mm-hmm. Cassian seems to be rising to the challenge. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's funny comparing this to the job offer that Reese gave more in right. Frost and Starlight, mm-hmm. which was an offer. Right. Like, why is Cassian's not an offer? I feel like it, it's kind of an offer, but also kind of like a telling him to do it. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of both. This felt more like a voluntold situation. Right, Whereas yeah. with more, he's like, take a few days, think about right, it. Right, yeah. So I, I, just, I wonder why. I don't know. But so. speaking of our girl, our girl more. She's back. She's back. Um, and she winds up winnowing Cassian and Nesta up to the House of Wind. Yes. So Nesta's going to be staying in her old room. Mm-hmm. Cassian will be on the floor above. And Az is like two doors over. Yes. So um, Az is going to be staying with them as well. Mm-hmm. And Nesta asks, like, why is he telling her this? 
and like as if she would need to know where he's staying um and he mm. says in case she wants him to read her a bedtime story <laughs> and Success. i like i love i appreciate cassie and still just trying to keep his like lightheartedness and humor and like sense of self yeah. even though nesta's not that person yeah. that wants to hear it like she's just being a total a-hole to him mm-hmm. um but i like that he's not losing himself yeah there's a um phrase that I really love I feel like I've probably told you this before Mm -hmm. and I'm a wing seven and you know we've talked about Cassian's Ingram either he is a seven or has a wing wing seven seven also Mm -hmm. um and so maybe this is like a sevens thing but it's this phrase of be the thermostat not the thermometer Mm. have I told you this before oh my gosh it's my favorite I use it it's like part of my like work like branding or Mm -hmm. whatever but it's that idea of like you set the temperature Mm -hmm. you don't rise or fall to meet the temperature that is existing in this space around you Mm. but you set it and everything else around you changes to meet it I like that a lot so um it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. um and so I think that Cassian is doing a really good job in these scenarios Mm -hmm. of being the thermostat yeah and trying to set that temperature and Nesta's not coming down at all right no. now. Um, so, you know, it's a little, f- like, futile mm-hmm. at this moment. But um, I appreciate his, continu- to your point, continuing to try to set the set the temperature. Yeah. Be the thermostat saying, we're going to come down here. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this light. We're going to be a little serious, but we're going to try to have a little bit of fun. Yep. And so I hope he's able to, like bring her down keep that up because it's a, I can also imagine it being exhausting continuing to try to do that oh yeah and being fought against so hard yeah. so here's hoping mm-hmm. um let's see so being at the house of wind is reminding Nesta of the last time she was here mm-hmm. and I just I think it's funny she's she mentions she mentions Elaine mm-hmm. and says who had somehow become the adjusted one yeah it just made me laugh a little bit it's like uh, how did that happen? That's These roles have just whoop, I know totally reversed. Flopped. Um, and I think it's interesting that like we learned that Az would rather stay up at the House of Wind than down at the River House. Oh yeah, and I'm like that's really odd to yeah. me because like nobody likes to stay at the House of Wind is what everybody always says. But mm-hmm. I'm like, does Az not fall into that category of everyone? I also wonder if Az is like just there for moral support. I don't know or. In case Nesta really loses her shit, and then there's Maybe. two people with power there, Possible. you know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like Asriel, or maybe maybe it's Elaine he's hiding from. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. What else are you noticing? Um, as like Cassian's talking to Nesta, she basically just like wants to lash out at him. Like she's like creating yeah. these words in her mind that she's like, I know these would like hit home for him and like crush him. She's like, I have this gift for hurting people with words. Mm. But she refrains. So I was like, okay. Like, clearly you're not the worst person. Like, you. She is capable. You are capable. (laughs) So, like, why are you choosing to do this all the time then? That's my thing. It's like, if you're aware and you know you have this gift to, like, hurt people. Quote, unquote, gift. Quote, unquote, gift. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you choosing to hurt people? Because she wants to hurt people. That's why. It's terrible. But it's interesting how she managed to refrain this one time. I know. For Cassian. I appreciate that. Yeah. But she basically, she says she doesn't want to train tomorrow at Winhaven, Winhaven, and Cassian's like, well, these are your options. You train or you go to the human realm. So really, yeah. like, you're coming. Yep. Um, and so they're giving her the day to rest, mm-hmm. but tomorrow they begin. Yeah. 
And so Cassian leaves her, and Nesta kind of, like, settles back into her space. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I think it's interesting comparing this to the last time they were here. She mentions how much she loved that room because of its, like, beautiful view of the city. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this chapter kind of ends with her just, like, closing all the curtains and, like, curling up into bed. And so we've definitely had a major regression (laughs) from where she was before Mm -hmm. the, like, final, like, war pieces. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's where we end. What did you guys think? Yeah. How do you feel about Nesta right now? Mm -hmm. I think Sarah and I have made our... (laughs) Opinions rather clear. Opinions very clear. (laughs) But what do you guys think? How... I think this... Here's what I'll say, Mm -hmm. is what I like about switching perspectives Mm -hmm. is that... I'm going to say humans, but Faye, people, characters, whatever are all so uniquely different. Yeah. And so it is nice to get to experience a completely different perspective. And Mm -hmm. I think, Sarah, for you and I, experience a perspective that is in some ways very different from our own, too. Very different. Like, when people talk about reading and, like, seeing worlds and meeting people Mm -hmm. and learning, like, I think about this kind of learning, too. Like, I know this is a fantasy book, Mm -hmm. but, like, I feel like even at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. right like it's gonna help you and i like empathize with people better or try to understand perspectives better Mm -hmm. understand andy and caitlin better since they clearly resonate with her no i'm kidding but um but so i think for people like you and i who may be more connected to Feyre, i think that's what this journey is going to kind of be like yeah whereas the people who are more connecting to nesta in these moments Mm -hmm. are going to be feeling really seen yeah so I'm, I'm intrigued and i'm excited yeah to see how this season plays out yeah and i'm that. just i'm just curious like do the nesta stands like are you a fan of nesta in the beginning of this book when she's Ooh. acting like a total a-hole and then you like love her as the journey goes on yeah. or it's like are you do you totally like are you on her level yeah as she's acting like a yeah. joke to the world yeah like that's like, what i'm curious like do do people that are nesta fans like do they love her the whole time or do they just love her growth journey? Oh. Like that's I've never understood that. Like I'm curious what people yeah. tell me what you think Nesta stands. Yeah. I think that's a really good question because it's like you know when we I think back to like Feyre and what she saw in like the Ouroboros, the idea of like loving like those worst parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and then just extending that to loving the worst parts of people as well. Right. Like if you relate with someone, connect with someone mm-hmm. very intentionally, do you also love them in those, like love them in and how they act in those like bad moments as well? Those dark moments? Not sure. Are you like, I've been there, I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've been that jerk to people too. Yeah. So I get I it. Get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah. We'd be curious to see. Hit up those DMs. Oh yeah. Y'all. Um, so anyway, that's the end of our first week. Next week, we're going to be doing chapters four through seven. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see how Nesta settles into this new routine of hers. Yes. <laughs> Should be fun and full of angst. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, well, we'll talk with you guys next week. And that's it. That's it. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. 
You can find us on Instagram at at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.